hello, buenos dias, ni hao, which is hello in Chinese. Welcome to the Details of Life with Marcus Wilson. I am your host, Marcus Wilson, and I'm feeling great this morning, guys. Thank you for tuning in with me. Uh, I'm on a natural high right now, and I'll tell you a quick story why. Um, so last week, my dad had to go to the hospital because he wasn't feeling very well, had tightness in his chest, and had like flu-like symptoms. And so, you know, obviously, uh, they did a test for the flu, and they swabbed, and it wasn't the flu. And so he's 82 years old, and pre-existing health conditions and you know your mind obviously goes to COVID-19 so they did the test it took seven long days to get the test results back I mean seven long days but we got the test results back and he has COVID-19 negative and that just you know it really uplifted me sometimes it just gives you wake-up calls to remind you how fragile life is you know we know COVID-19 is going around but when it hits you it hits you differently especially someone like my dad so uh, to find out that he's COVID-19 negative it was just a little cold just as you know got me feeling great so I get up to go work out this morning because I got to work out in the mornings because if I wait till after work, I'll find all type of excuses not to do it. So I go work out uh, because while, we, while we've been in quarantine, I've gained four pounds, which may not sound like much to you guys, but I just lost 40. Right. I just lost 40. And so I'm not trying to gain this weight. I'm not trying to put this back on, which leads me to another point. They better start opening up these gyms soon because. I will turn into Professor Clump on y'all real fast. You can ask any of my friends. I gain and lose weight so easily. I will be Professor Clump in a month if I don't stay in shape. And, you know, a lot of people can't get to the gym. You know, a lot of lap swimmers, a lot of people that need those group exercise classes that those aren't open for. I remember last summer, it was like hot girl summer. This summer? Man, I'm telling you, y'all better open these gyms. There's going to be a lot of one piece one piece bikinis at the pool. And there's going to be a lot of dudes in the pool and t-shirts. All trying to cover up little areas that we were showing off last summer. But, man, they're killing us with these gyms being closed. Anyway, so I get up and go work. I'm doing the workout outside. And I pull up to a stoplight. This is like 5.15 in the morning. I pull up to the stoplight. And this guy is bumping his music. I mean bumping. Uh, and it's only two people on the road because it's early and, you know, everybody's staying at home right now. So he's bumping. And then I tune in and he's listening to Mama Said Knock You Out. And I'm like. Man, what is going on over here? Literally, like, is he is he hyping himself up to go fight somebody at work today? Or, you know, is LL Cool J really his favorite rapper like that? Like, why are you bumping, bumping? Mama said knock you out at 5.15 in the morning. And so I was cracking up. And, you know, and next thing you know, I'm driving down the street. And I realize I'm having a whole conversation with myself about this guy. Like, I was judging him a little bit. And I'm like, then I look over to the person. There's a car beside me. Not the same dude. And they're looking at me because I'm talking to myself. Like when I say talking to myself, like a real conversation, like I'm like saying stuff and I'm like, that's when I snapped up out of it. I like, did I myself? Wow. Like I was really that deep in the conversation with myself. Hey, no judgment here, guys, man. You know, I mean, we're all going a little crazy right now. You see, I'm growing a little scruff and don't, don't judge me. I mean, you guys talk to yourselves too. At least I think you do. Maybe I'm the only crazy one. But anyway, man, I'm just feeling good this morning. Make sure you guys stay active. Uh, get out and exercise, you know, six feet distance for sure. But get out and exercise and uh, stay active during this time. But enough about me. Let's get to my guest. Um, my guest today is Jalen Brown, former University of Evansville star. Man, this kid is playing at a very high level right now in ACB Spain. Anybody that knows anything about European basketball, ACB Spain is the top league in the world outside of the NBA. Um, you know, you got this thing called the Champions League where they take some of the top teams from different countries and they all play against each other. But for the most part, like just individual countries, Spain is the top league. I mean, he was a really good player, played at Evansville from 2013 to 2017, didn't really have a breakout season until his senior year. 
because uh, like as we spoke about, he was playing with DJ Ballantyne, who's one of the all time greats. And so it just wasn't. I mean, DJ was a scorer uh, the first three years. And then Jalen, when he finally got his opportunity as a senior, he took full advantage of it. Averaged 21 points a game. First team all MVC. In my opinion, he's the most athletic guard in UE history. And you'll see because I show some clips of some of his games, uh, not only from Evansville, but in Spain. And the kid can just flat out get up there. You know, don't don't slip. Don't when he drives into the basket, don't slip because you will get punched on. So uh, we talked about a lot of things. You know, he, like I say, he's in Spain and under quarantine. Talk about his his professional career since graduating and just a lot of good things. He's a great kid. You know, it's, sometimes it's hard for me to get to know some of the UE players because, you know, I, I know when I go back, I'm not trying to be all up in their face. I'm not trying to, like, come around like I know everything. And so, you know, I, I'm usually kind of standoffish, not in a bad way. You guys know I'm an extrovert, but, like, I, I just try to – if they want to speak to me, then I kind of do. But if I'm not going to, like, impose myself. And so a lot of times I don't get a chance to – meet these guys on an individual basis, especially the younger guys. And so it was really good to catch up with a UE star and uh, kind of tighten up that UE family and uh, catch up and get to know this guy. You know, he's really respectful, cool guy, uh, but a very high-level player. So uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and check in with Jalen Brown. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of The Details of Life with Marcus Wilson. As I just prefaced, today I have former UE star uh, and professional basketball player Jalen Brown. How you doing, Jalen? I'm doing well. How are you? Good, man. First things first, I know you over in Europe. So first of all, are you safe? Are you healthy? Is everything all right with you? Yeah, I'm safe. I'm safe and sound, locked up in, in Spain, uh, just playing video games so I can really do it. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. So we'll get into that, into like, you know, your, your professional career and what you're doing now under lockdown. But first, I want to take it back to um, just the beginning. Let the people know, you know, where you're from. What was your high school recruitment like, and why did you choose Evansville? Uh, I'm from uh, – I'm originally from Cincinnati, Ohio, but I moved to uh, Fishers, Indiana. I'm more Ohio, but I'm like half Indiana. I rep both states, but uh, I went to Fishers High School, and, and recruitment for me was, you know, it was, it, was, uh, it was hot for a while. It was real hot. Um, my, first, my freshman year, I didn't get too many looks. Uh, I was still kind of building myself up, but I had a good – um, sophomore season, and that's when I got my first offer um, from multiple schools, some mid-majors like Akron, Ohio, um, schools like that, and then uh, Illinois State was another one, and then kind of like got a little bit hotter, got named one of the best guards in the country on a couple different websites, and getting recruited by Brad Stevens, um, Coach Simmons was recruiting me at Evansville, and uh, Wichita State was another school, um, and I had, a, I had I had a top five going into my senior year. Um, okay, I was deciding between Evansville, Miami, Ohio, Wichita State, St. Bonaventure, and Ohio University. Okay, and I ended up going to Evansville. So, um, yeah, and that's how I ended up at, at UE. So, how did Evansville beat out some of these big bigger schools? You know, Butler obviously has had a lot of success. Wichita State. What what made you choose Evansville over some of those other schools? Well, what people don't really know is uh, my junior year, I actually, so it went like this. I was going to go to Butler. I was going to go to Butler. But as you know, Brad Stevens ended up leaving to go to the Celtics. Okay. So uh, that whole recruitment just went down the drain. The new coach that came in and was looking at other players, and, you know, they weren't as interested as me as Coach Stevens was. So uh i cut butler out of that um they were recruiting me still but not as hard as coach stevens was uh, 
my parents had a good relationship with Coach Stevens, and I felt comfortable with him. So I didn't end up going to Butler. I was going to commit there my junior year, but that didn't happen. And then actually what people don't know is I was going to go to Illinois State. I was going to commit to Illinois State the summer of my June, my last year of AAU. I was going to commit to Illinois State. People don't know that as well. But <laughs> uh, I had got a call, and they were trying to pressure me into committing right before the AAU circuit started up, and I didn't want to do it. Paris Lee ends up committing there before I did, and the two yep. good, they were like, pick, it was basically pick your poison, who you want. They yep. were like, whoever first commit, Paris ends up committing there. So uh, I remember I got a call from them saying we got a guard, his name's Paris Lee. Uh, he ends up being the NBC player of the year, my senior year, uh, you know, so basically yeah. he committed there. So Evansville's still like in the mix. They're still going to all my games, seeing Coach Harris and, and Coach Simmons showing up to these games. I actually get sick. Uh, my senior going into that circuit. So I end up not playing. So the recruitment that, so I was thinking of bigger schools was still going to come get me and they all fell off because I got six. So I didn't play my summer circuit for my last year, but coach Elgis was there and he was uh, still coming to the game. And I saw him, you know, and Wichita state was telling me they would red shirt me and all this. And back then I'm young. So I was like, no, nah, I want to play. Right. And I'm still getting Evansville. Coach Simmons is still on me, still on me. I take a visit. Uh, DJ Ballantyne was my uh, – well, he wasn't – yeah, he was sort of my uh, my host, DJ and Troy Taylor. And obviously me and DJ played against each other in high school for a couple years. So uh, me and DJ were already cool. And he basically he basically finished the deal on that. And that's how I ended up at Evansville was because of the coaches and, and then being able to be around DJ and, and we were already friends. So it was an easy decision on that part. And then knowing I could play against teams like Wichita State in the same conference. So I was just yeah. like, oh, yeah. I, I like Evansville and it's close to home. So okay. I ended up going there. Well, props to the coaching staff for sticking with you and props to DJ for sealing the deal. I, I know that for sure that players oftentimes can out recruit coaches. If you got a good vibe with the player somewhere, that matters a lot. But yeah. speaking of those guys, man, during your time at UE, you played it with some really, really good players. You put Ryan Taylor, really good player. Um, Drew Smith, obviously he transferred, but, you know, is playing well in the SEC right now. DJ, one of the all-time greats and a really great player. What are some of your memories? What are some of your best memories uh, playing at UE? Uh, just being around the guys, just on and off the court. Uh, off the court, I think we had a special bond. My four years there, um, especially those three years when we, we kind of grew up together, everybody was all young. Uh, we were all freshmen and sophomores, and we all knew that we were young, so it was going to be tough. We had tough moments our freshman and sophomore year. We didn't win too many games, maybe like 14, 14 games. But the next year, you know, um, we won the CIT and it built up from there. We went 24 and 12 and so on and so forth. So I think just being around those guys and working out, working hard every day, that was, that was the best thing about it. They always made me want to get better, and uh, it was, that was one of my favorite parts of being around those guys. Man, yeah, that's awesome because you, you've had, I mean, people don't realize the pros. I mean, there's, you, we had a, quite a few pros right there. And we were talking earlier, uh, there's another pro from UE that you played against that you're playing with in the, in, in the ACB right now. Is that right? Yeah, uh, Giddy's. Everybody knows Big Giddy. Uh, he's one of the best to come out of UE for sure. Um, yep. Uh, he's he's playing in the same league as I am. So we see each other occasionally. I've hung out with him a few times in Madrid. Uh, yeah, so it's good to connect with guys like that still, and it's awesome just to, to, to see them even 
couple years later, a few years later, after we were already graduated from college. So it's cool that we were, like, still in touch with all these guys. Man, that's awesome, man. Proud of you guys. So let the people know, once you graduated, uh, where all have you been and, and, and where are you at right now? Uh, after I graduated, I ended up going to Macedonia, which was uh, – we were in uh, the ABA League, but they ended up leaving ABA League to play in FIBA Europe Cup. Uh, it was a good team. Uh, they struggled financially with some stuff in the end, so I ended up leaving that team because they couldn't uh, finish the contracts out. So I ended up leaving that team for a team in Finland where I could get my money and, and finish the season out. And right. play, played in the finals in the Finnish league, so my rookie year was kind of hectic because I never experienced something like that where, you know, um, team a team couldn't pay. So I always told yeah. myself – from now on, anywhere if I'm playing in Europe, I go to a team where I know they'll they'll live by what they yep. say they'll live by or what they're gonna go by. So um, it started off like that. So I've been to Finland, Macedonia, probably 15 countries in Europe. I probably say Estonia, Greece, Hungary. Odyssey. So when you say you've played there, you mean like your teams traveled there to play? Or okay, yeah. okay, yeah. I got you. Like and then uh, one of the Euro Cups. Yeah, in the Europe Cup. So we were we were um, traveling around playing all these teams. So it was it was a fun experience to be able to go to different countries like that. And, and now it's like I've been to more countries, and people yeah. probably take a lifetime to get to all those countries for them to go. So um, it's just it's awesome just to be able to do that. Yeah, man, that's a blessing. Take, I'm telling you, take advantage of it. A lot of the things I learned, I, I played and played for twelve. 12 years in like nine different countries and like you said travel to a lot more play in other ones and man the skills the experiences you pick up theirs is unmatched you know there's no way that we you know probably kids like right. us from indiana ever thought we'd be traveling all these different countries exactly uh, man that's awesome man so you're currently in the acb uh for yep. those who don't know in, in my opinion i think pretty much uh, worldly agreed upon is acb is the best league in the world outside of uh, the NBA. Now, if you count the Champions League, those are the best teams from all the countries. But in terms of one country, ACB is the best league in the world. So what was that like, you know, getting that contract, knowing you're playing in one of the best leagues in the world? And what are some of the – who are some of the players you've played against? Was it a huge adjustment or, you know, did, did you already feel you were at that level and was getting underlooked before? What, what was that whole uh, transition like into the a uh, ACB? Yeah, uh... It was it was a blessing to it was a no brainer as well just to be able to uh, be able to play in this league. I knew once uh, we got the team back up to ACB, I knew that I would come back. Um, so for me, um, I, I, I was I was happy that I was able to to get this chance. And 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 the league is really tough playing against your league teams, Champions League teams, all from Spain and stuff like that. The competition is. It's about as high as you can go with the exception of the NBA. So um, I played against plenty of NBA players that are in this league right now. Anybody we would know? Malcolm Delaney, uh, if you remember him, he plays yep. there. Um, Kyle Kirch plays there. I don't think he played in the NBA, but I know he's from Evansville, I'm pretty sure. Yep. There's a lot of guys. It's hard to think of them all because there's so many. Uh, yeah. Shane Winnington played for the Pacers. Who else? Eric Green, he, he played in the NBA, uh, played in China for a little bit. There's a lot. This it's a lot. It's a lot of different players. Tony Douglas played for the Pelicans. Yep. A lot of, a lot of different players that you play against at night and day in and day out. And even the some you play some of the top college players that people remember from when they were in college, like Phil Pressy played for Missouri. Yep. Uh, guys like that. So um, 
the league is, in my opinion, it's the best league outside of the NBA for sure. Yeah, I, I agree as well, man. So currently your league is suspended uh, because of COVID-19. Um, what's it like over there? You know, is it, uh, I'm sure you talk to people here. Do you get to kind of roam the streets kind of like people are doing in America? And uh, what are you doing to stay busy uh, during this time? Uh, right now, it's just, it's, no, it's, it's a lot more strict here. So it's nothing, nothing we can really do other than stay in the house and, and try to use your time wisely, I guess. Try not to waste your, waste your time, do things that you like to do. This is a good time to, to, you know, maybe get better something that you weren't, didn't really have a chance at. Uh, yeah. So I try to keep busy. Can't really roam the streets. You can go outside, walk your dog, go back inside, go to the store or the pharmacy, and that's about it. So it's not, you don't see a lot of people outside anymore. And this is a big city, so it's pretty empty. It's weird to walk outside and not hear a lot of uh, yeah. ruckus going on and stuff like that. But, you know, uh, I just, I sit around, I listen to podcasts, I listen to to interviews, I, I try to read something for a little bit as long as I can. I study a little Spanish, play a lot of video games with friends because all, all of them are home too. Just okay. keep it at that. Okay. Uh, has the team told you what it, you know, are they expecting to resume the season this this year or have they been in communication with you about how that might work? Uh, I mean, they put out a – so they've been continually, continuously postponing the league and just like – so it was April 24th. They're going to try to say we're going to start back up, but now that's been postponed again. So um, now it's postponed indefinitely. Um, I don't, I'm not sure if they're going to cancel or not. They want to play, but uh, I'm not sure. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if that's going to happen this year. It's going to be really tough to kind of figure it out. Guys have been yeah, yeah. on their butts for too long. So yeah. it'll be hard for them to get back into that top shape yeah. so quick. Well, man, good luck with that. Hopefully, you know, I know I know Hoopers want to hoop, man. So hopefully they resume the season and you're on a good team and, you know, first year in ACB. So hopefully you guys can come back from that uh, pretty soon. And lastly, man, I want to just ask you, I've been, you know, this is the details of life. I know you just said that you listen to podcasts. So make sure you, you know, you obviously you don't watch this, share this with your people. But uh, one of the things that I want to do is ask people, you know, I bring people successful. And so uh, one of the things that I've, I know about you and I respect about you is in high school, you weren't an Indiana All-Star. I mean, you were an All-State, but not the All-Star, same as me. Um, I wasn't either. We kind of proved people wrong later on in our career because you're in the top league in the world. Um, but even as a freshman, you averaged four points a game, went to five points a game, to 11 points a game, to 21 points a game your senior year, you know, went to different leagues in Europe and have moved up. So obviously, you know how to get better each and every year. There's not a sense of complacency with you. So how do, are there, is there anything that you do, whether it's daily habits or, or routines or anything that you do that you feel helps separate you from the competition? Uh, I just think it's a, a motivational drive that I've always had since I was little. Um, I've had things, certain stuff like that and do what they're supposed to do, you know, be successful. So I was never one of those guys that was jealous, but I also thought that I worked hard and I thought that um, I would get, eventually I would get what I deserve as well. So uh, I just kept it, I just kept pushing, you know, I didn't really, I never made it, felt bad for myself if somebody uh, was doing this in college and I didn't, I wasn't doing that. So I always just took it with stride, you know, um, freshman year in college, I was, I played a lot. I played 
about 19, 20 minutes a game, same as my sophomore year, but I wasn't as uh, productive as mine. But all it was was just hard work. I think uh, I just learned a lot. And uh, another thing was injuries. You know, I broke my ankle, broke my nose, and, you know, a lot of people can fold after something like that happens. And uh, For me, I actually, I have a broken foot. I had surgery. If you, I don't know if I told you that. I got surgery. In January, so I'm technically I'm out for this season, for the rest of the season. I got a Jones fracture, but oh wow, yeah. So I had surgery, but I'm still here. The team wants me back for next year. Uh, so um, basically, I just keep pushing. There's nothing that really can um, can stop what 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 I got going on. I have a clear vision of what I want, and, and basically I just keep going until until I get to where I want to be. And wherever that is, I don't know where it's technically supposed to be, but I'll know when, you know, yep. you know when you know. So I just keep on pushing until, until my legs give out for the last time. I know it's time to hang up that ball. Well, man, what I got from that, man, is you, you've always had a little chip on your shoulder and you got a vision for yourself that you've been pushing for since you. So, you know, yeah. I, a lot of people don't have that. You know, they get to one level and then they're like, oh, I've made it. And it sounds like you never feel like you made it. You want to keep getting better. So, mm-hmm. and for the people, some Evansville fans may know this, but there's other people that may not uh, be from Evansville. But one of the reasons I know that you didn't even have even more success earlier is you were playing, uh, I wouldn't say behind, but with one of UE's all-time leading scorers and great players ever, DJ Ballantyne. So, there probably just wasn't enough shots to go around, really. But, yeah. you know, but still, you played your role. And, you know, uh, I-, I can tell you this, man, from somebody who played at UE, uh, man, I really respect your game. I enjoy watching you play. You always did play with that tenacity. You guys had some gr- really good seasons. So I appreciate you coming on and spending some time with me today. And I'm, I'm sure the people of Evansville are happy to hear from you, man. Stay safe out there, and it's good talking to you. For sure. Thank you very much. Nice talking to you, too. All right, bro. Take care. Yep. Yep. Thank you, Jalen, for coming on. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that conversation. You know, like I said, great kid, doing a lot of great things. Nothing but the best of luck to you getting healthy and for the rest of your career. So, you know, we're just going to continue building up and bringing bringing on people that I find interesting and hopefully you find interesting as well. But the people have spoken. You know, the people have spoken. I think at the beginning, I started off with some sports people, you know, Calvert Chaney, uh, Christian Lander, uh, Rob Allen, the trainer down in Atlanta. And, and then, you know, I kind of I'm, I'm really interested in hearing what makes successful people tick which is why I started the details of life. You know, I really wanted to bring on successful people and talk to them and share that with you guys. And so, but then after my first few sports people, I kind of deviated and brought on a CEO and uh, brought on a, a guy who was beating multiple sclerosis and uh, the city treasurer to talk about issues in the city and some other things. And, you know, it just seemed like, although I knew it was good content, I don't know if you guys wanted to hear that. You know what I'm saying? I think you want to hear more sports and maybe because the world is lacking sports right now, there's even more of a void. So, you know, I'm going to keep bringing in these sports people every Wednesday and Sunday now because I feel like you guys got more time to listen to podcasts, you know, either on your way to work or while you're sitting at home. You can just pop this on. You know, it's not going to hurt. Man. I, I know we got great content. So just press play, share with some people. And we're doing it every Wednesday and Sunday until we come out of quarantine. So it gives you more content to listen to. So I'm going to keep doing that. And I'm, a, you know, I'm try to keep bringing in some coaches. You guys really loved listening to David Raglan. Uh, he's a great guy. So keep bringing on high level coaches and what's going on in the coaching and sports world. And next week, got a surprise for you guys. I'm bringing on some some really cool stuff with AAU. Just wait. Just wait. I'm, I'm going to drop it here in the next few days. I don't want to give it away right now. 
Uh, but I'll be posting about it here on my social media in the next couple of days and what we got coming up this next week and then followed up with some coaches from some, some really top-notch schools. And so hopefully you guys stay tuned in, keep liking, keep sharing, keep subscribing. You know, and that way we can keep building. And I want to keep bringing on uh, good people. So the, actually, you know, I don't do this for the views. But the one thing about views is the more views that I have when I ask someone uh, of celebrity status, whether that's a head coach or uh, a professional player or something. A lot of times they look at the views are like, man, do, do I really want to waste my time getting on a show that has 100 views? Uh, so the more views that we have, it obviously helps me market this better to people hopefully we can keep doing that but regardless i enjoy what i do uh, you know people i think are starting to realize this is not a fly by night type of thing this is not me just messing around i literally love broadcasting i love what i do color commentating i love this podcast thing and i love talking to people and i'm just trying to get better at what i what i what i do and hopefully you guys enjoy it along the ride and so I, mean, I just want to also encourage you guys to stay healthy stay active during this time of quarantine it's easy to just sit around and get lazy and getting bad habits, get on too much screen time, start eating too many chips, you know, all those type of things. Stay active. I know you may not want to go outside, but going outside isn't going to hurt. Six feet distance, whatever you got to do, but stay active. I know the gyms are closed. It's hard, but this is a time where we got to come out of this situation better. It makes no sense to go through a hard time and not be better in the end. And so this is a time where we have time to work on ourselves, whether you want to pick up a foreign language, read more books, spend more time with your kids, whatever it is. Work on yourself during this time, guys. Right? Your future self will thank you for it if you do. So, again, thank you for tuning in. God bless you guys. And you know what? Greatness is in the details, guys. Thank you so much for all your support. We'll be back here next Sunday or this upcoming Sunday. And until then, peace. Peace.